Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the world-renowned Amsterdam Talk. This is season three, episode 11. Episode 11. And I'm trying to get myself situated, so bear with me for a second, people. After I get myself situated, then we can move along what I want to do for the show as soon as I get myself situated. All right, here we go. Now I'm situated. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Amsterdam Talk Season 3, Episode 1111. And tonight, I'm waiting on my guests right now. We're going to have social worker Ms. B. Coleman from San Francisco. She's going to be talking about mental health awareness. I'm going to talk about self-care, grief, uh, depression, anxiety, all of that we're going to talk about tonight in tonight's show. So as we speak on that, you know, as I normally do at the end of the show, I'm going to go at the beginning of the show today. Going to actually go to IB Dam because she's running a little late. And we're going to get to that. The IB Dam starts like this. Uh, so my boo was on his way over for some much needed extracurricular activities. Get ready to get his swank on, his boom chicka wow wow on. And it was everything. He knows that I'm very anal when it comes to after sex cleanup. I'm usually the one to get up and grab the baby wipes for us, but on this particular night, he volunteered to do so. Oh, my boo gets me, love me some him. We cleaned ourselves off and went to sleep. I got up the next morning to get ready for work and went into the bathroom. As I wiped the sleep from my eye, I noticed my container of lemon fresh Lysol disinfectant wipes sitting on the sink. And I thought to myself, oh shit, please tell me he did not give me no damn Lysol wipes last night. I went back into my room and scoured the trash can for the wipes. Lo and behold, and to my dismay, there were two dried out lemon fresh Lysol disinfectant wipes in the trash can. This fool gave me a disinfectant wipe and I used it on my precious vagina. He wiped his penis with it too. I can't. Who in their right mind will put disinfectant wipe on their genitalia? Why didn't he grab the damn baby wipes? Sincerely, a yeast infection. So, that was just like the I be damn moment right now, but we got another one later on that's um coming from I really don't know where as I'm waiting for my guest. So, you know, a lot of things been, you know, going on in the news this week. But if you didn't catch last week's show, you know, it, it was a trip. You know, I had Will Fresh on, Ronetta on, and we did our annual Halloween show. That was part two from last year's Halloween show. The only difference from this Halloween show to last year's Halloween show was that there were like movie clips of some of your faves in it. Like today, I mean, you can see my fave. I actually have him on, which I should have had it on last week, but I didn't. But we're waiting on our guests. And once our guests get here, we're going to get the show started as far as about mental health and, 
mental health awareness and everything about that. Since we are in November, it's mental health month, we're gonna um do it right and 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 make sure everything is out of sight and out of mind. But on another person on a, on a, on another note, you know, before we get into this, um, you know the the DM, my DM, my 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 DM, my uh inbox is always open for those who want to have a topic for a show, you know, that you might want to be a guest on or you might want us to cover. I have no problem with covering those measures for you. So if you need to do that, you can actually DM or inbox me or text me, whatever. Or if you have none of those measures, you can always go to, uh, you can always come here to YouTube, to the HBCU Lounge Network and actually find out, I mean, sign up. Sign up and see what's going on. So she should be blasting in any minute right now. So, you know, this is going to be one of those rather touching shows because it's going to be something that probably everybody's been through or know somebody that's going through right now. Um, that's the crazy part. You know, if I ever had to sit here and do a whole hour talking to myself, it would just be crazy. But as always, I always have another, uh, I'd be damned if, if, if y'all want one until she get here, which I think I'm just going to do one anyway, because uh, I'm running out of stuff to say until she gets here. Um, I guess we're going to go with this one right here. I have them all saved uh, to the hard drive. So anyway, so I was home from college on spring break when I got a phone call from a guy that I've known for a while. He stated that he wanted to see me and asked to come by. I put him on hold because I had to ask my mom first. I was a freshman in college and still lived at home. My mom said it was okay for me to have company. Sweet. I was looking forward to seeing him because I thought it would be, fresh, be refreshing to see a different face since there were no guys of interest at my school. The doorbell rang and I walked over to the door with some serious pep in my step. I was excited. That excitement quickly disappeared because when I finally set eyes on this guy, he looked a crazy fucking mess. When he and I hung out previously, his hair was neatly braided. But when he came to visit me at home, his hair was all over the damn place. Like he had just woken up. A combination of bedhead, electrocution, and Albert Einstein. It was just awful. I spoke to him from the doorway while he stood on the porch and said, Me, I'm sorry, but you can't come in here with your hair looking like that. My bad, so you're not going to let me in for real? No, I'm not. You cannot meet my mom looking like that. Why Would you want me to show up at your house with my hair all over my head? I'm sorry. I thought this guy was going to turn around and go home. I was wrong. He reached in his pocket and pulled out a scrunchie, a motherfucking scrunchie, and attempted to pull his mangled mangy hair into a high ponytail of all sorts. What man wears a damn scrunchie? I appreciate his efforts, but... All I could do was shake my head and bid him farewell because he looked like a damn fool. I could only imagine my mother's reaction and wanted to save both of us any further embarrassment because I'm certain she would have thrown him out on top of giving me a stern lecture. Well, he showed up with a scrunchie on his head. Uh, where's the guest? I'm not sure where's the guest at. But anyway, how you guys doing out there? It's TV land. This is doo -doo. uh um, just 
Let's see. Oh no, this is messing up now. Trying to get over to mine. Shoot. Don't worry about me. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't <laughs> make me start singing out here, man. I see y'all say y'all all right out there, TV land. Oh shit, somebody up there is doing something again. Um yeah. Oh no, I wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, there we go. Oh, at least y'all talking to me, so that makes it even better until my guest actually gets here. She's actually on her way, I'm guessing. So I'm guessing y'all feeling feeling good. Yeah, I know. Feeling fine. I'm guessing. Oh man. I'm gonna give her like two more minutes if she doesn't show i'm just gonna like reschedule this show to like next week because i know i had y'all ready to listen to uh you know mental health things and that nature um to get yourselves together but in other news other news i should say it's just been a hell of a day it's, it's a hell of a day if you on the east coast there's like a heat wave going through right now Cause no way it should be like 80 degrees in November or like 70 shouldn't be that hot right now. It's like a heat wave going on. Not sure what's going on. It's fucking hot. I'm really not sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you need to turn on your air? Yeah, there's no need to turn the heat on right now. And I mean, I feel sorry. I mean, for those who now have central air and have taken the air conditions out the window, you might want to put them back in. The box fan will not do any help for you right now. So those those electric bills are going to keep going up. You know, you got to keep the AC on right now. It's a little hot, a little sweltering right now as the people would say. Uh, oh, she didn't say nothing yet. She just looked at it. Can you hear me? Oh, here we go. <laughs> How you doing? Fine. Yeah, I can hear you. Great, great, great. She froze. I'm frozen? I can, I can hear you. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Okay, perfect. All right, that was like the worst 10 minutes of my life trying to talk <laughs> to people for 10 minutes. But all right, here we go. We got we got live coming all the way from San Francisco, California. We got Coach Coleman. So tell us about yourself, Coach Coleman, before we get started. All right, so I'm Coach Coleman. I am located in California at the moment. I've been a life coach for over three years. I've been a social worker for over five years I've been in this field working with adolescents from elementary all the way to elders who are 90 years old um, so I've seen a lot in my time span in general mm. all right so you know we're going to talk since it's mental health mental health month we're just mm -hmm. going to go get straight into the mental mental health then so like you know what, what what are some of the signs you know that people with mental health go through like what are some of the signs some of the signs are 
let's talk about depression. Okay. If you find yourself not having motivation to do a lot lately, some of the things that you typically love to do that makes you you, and you find yourself sleeping more, and I'm not talking six hours, eight hours. I'm talking you're sleeping to the point where you don't feel motivation to get out of the bed. You don't feel motivation to take a shower. You don't feel motivation to eat, which are things that you normally do to take care of self. It's normally a normal routine, something that we do. But you don't have the motivation to do those simple tasks. You just want to sleep. You just want to lay there. You don't want to be bothered or do anything. You're isolating yourself to a whole nother level of not just wanting to be around people. But you don't even want to care for yourself in that time, in that space. Um, That's one one way to identify, or maybe I'm a little depressed, too depressed, should I say. Um, Because we all have those moments of, oh, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling sad. But when you're feeling too sad for too long and it's over a month, you want to seek help. Um, that goes for anything. Too much of anything is bad. Too much of anything as far as like what? Um, too much of sleeping. That's how you identify something's wrong. Too much of anger. We all get mad. We all experience anger. But if you're angry every day, you wake up angry and it's going on for three months, six months consistently that's that's a sign that maybe something is wrong something's not right this isn't this isn't considered normal um if i'm too happy too jolly overly excited like you know those sometimes we get excited and that's good it's good to be happy but when you're overly excited for a long period of time all the time maybe something is not right because now maybe you have it bipolar because when you're bipolar, you're extremely happy, and sometimes you're extremely sad. Like you go through the motions. So too much of anything is how you can ident- start identifying something is not right. Hold on. So if you're overly happy, it could be that you're bipolar because you're overly happy. Not necessarily <laughs> bipolar itself. That's an example because bipolar, you go through different mood swings. Um, so some people experience. Some, not all, some people experience being extremely happy one moment and then the next, they're extremely sad. They go through the emotions. And if you find yourself doing that constantly, something isn't right. Something is going on. So that's just a sign to, to start looking at yourself to identify what what is it that's that's triggering this? What, what causes this? So that we can identify, is that my normal? Or is it something wrong? Is it something else? I mean, we all, I, I guess we all got a little bit of that in us then because, um, uh, well, I don't want to say that, that we all perturbed or something <laughs> no, of that nature. No. And that's the thing. That's why I said it's it's normal to experience the, these things, right? But it's not mm-hmm. normal when you experience it for a long length of time consistently. That's when it becomes abnormal mm, and becomes ab- mm, abnormal okay all right so i guess um so we touched on bipolar bipolar depression <laughs> what about individuals with high anxiety high anxiety um if you find yourself sweaty palms you start stuttering when you become anxious or in loud large crowds it's different for everyone um you can become anxious just by public speaking, um, just speaking in front of two or three people. 
um, podcasting. Everyone can't podcast. Um, some people get anxiety for that, just just overthinking, being overwhelmed. What what to say? Who will see me? What would they think? You start to get inside of your own head, and that may be your anxiety. Some people are large crowds. Some people have anxiety when driving. It's different for everyone. So the way I like to I like to explain to everyone is to find out your weakness and your strengths. That way you can identify what's normal for you and what's not normal for you. Okay. Okay, so people get anxiety over. So like what it would be like some, well, I'm guessing I would say besides something that's, um, I don't want to say that, but medically prescribed, not a prescription, what are some things people can do to calm down their anxiety? That's not a pill. Yes, holistic. I'm all about um, holistic um, coping skills. We all do it. We all, we all have coping skills that we do daily. Um, we may not identify it or call it coping skills. For instance, listening to music. If you're feeling a certain way, maybe you might listen to sad music, something or calming music, or some people may listen to gospel music um, because why? That put you at ease. Um, some of us may exercise. Why? Because that put us at ease. Some of us are talkers. We like to call our friends or we like to call our family members and we like to talk about what's going on. Everyone has their own coping skill, their own coping mechanism. We may not identify or use those terms, but that's what mm -hmm. it's called. We're already coping. Well, he says he plays video games. Right, right, see? All right, so what about, um, I guess, what was, I knew was something else I was gonna say. I don't know too many schizophrenics, but- um, I know a few. I used oh, to well. work in the psych unit, so I came across some of those as well. So um, what are like this, well, I guess we can go there then. What are the symptoms for that then? With schizophrenic, mm -hmm. it's kind of close to different personalities okay. because maybe with, with most schizophrenic people, they, they're not, they don't identify when they're switching into that, that other mindset. Um, sometimes their tongue may rattle a lot. Um, it's mm -hmm. kind of like tongue type. Someone who may have experienced a stroke before, it kind is similar to that, how your tongue may react. Um, you kind of lose control. You, you actually kind of lose a control of yourself for a, a tad bit. Um, with schizophrenic, I, I don't know any holistic approaches for that. Mm -hmm. Most schizophrenics have to take medication. And the reason you have to take medication is because as humans, we all have chemicals in our brain and our chemicals are unbalanced. And that's why they tend to have schizophrenic. And usually that is passed down through families, through generations. It may skip one generation and hit the other, um, but it's it's nothing that one person just automatically have, just one day. Um, it's already in you because it's in your family. All right, you ready? You ready now? I'm ready. Here we go, because this is one of the biggest things right now that goes on you know and it, it damages a lot of people's mental health is um i guess it's, it's social media you know that you have to be on the up and up to live this world-class life to live in this meta this fake world to be approved so i'm guessing 
Like, what is a social stigma and how does it apply to mental health? Social stigma. I want to say social media itself in general, we all try to, or some of us try to live to standards that is not necessarily reality. It's just mm -hmm. social media, um, it's celebrity lives. Um, so that could be a stigma in its own. Okay. So, I mean, as far as that, like, how do you view dress code? The um, some people try to be that celebrity that they're looking up to, or that's considered their role model, when in reality, that's not really who you are. Okay. So you view that, I mean, it's how will we view that mentally and physically, like from a health perspective? From a health, from a health perspective, it could be, let me think on that one with celebrities. Okay. Hmm. So um, I think I ran over another thing while you weren't on here. I think so like, yeah. okay, so I know another symptom that can deal with mental health is um, grief. Yes. Like how, I mean, we all know the symptoms of grief, but like, how do we cope with it? I mean, I guess there's no really way that you can cope with it because everybody's grief is something different. With so, grief, with grief, there's different ways. Like you say, everyone, there is a way that you can cope with it, uh, but you just have to be patient with yourself and Take your time. Don't rush it because some people want to just hurry up and get get through the grief or or think they can't speak on it. But no, it's OK to actually share your emotions. You may be angry. You may be sad. Let You may have to let those tears out. You don't have to always hold things in or hold it. Think it. You have to carry all of that weight. Um, the first stage is denial. Um, there's five different stages that you go through with grief. Um, there's denial. There's, you start bargaining with yourself. Um, could I have done something di different? Should I have did that? Should I have said something? Oh, is it my fault or is it their fault? You start bargaining with yourself. Um, and then there's a. it comes a stage where then you become um, at ease, more at ease to start realizing like, okay, this is what happened. Maybe this is how I can move on. Um, there's, it, you have to take your time with it. There's no way to, to just rush it and go through all five stages properly. So, okay, so, but say, like, I'm guessing, like, through that, mm, 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 I'm tired of my words, but you're dealing with it yourself, but now you have, like, a significant other, like, how does that person who doesn't understand what you're going through, how do they kind of come into your world to try to, like, understand it? It's not even understanding, it's just being there for that person. Because you can simply be in the room with someone who's grieving and not say a word. And that means everything to that one person who's grieving because your presence is there. It just shows you're genuinely there for them. You're caring and that I don't have to go through this alone. Some people like for those encouraging words. Um, I, from my experience, when I'm talking to someone who's grieving or dealing with someone who's grieving, I never say I understand because I'll never understand your pain of your feelings, your actual emotions at this moment. I can sympathize with you, but I will not understand exactly how you are feeling right now. 
so I guess that would be a better term to say than not say I understand it. I sympathize. I sympathize, sympathize with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, that's what, as a social worker, that's what we're taught when we go to to mass to get our master's degree. You don't say you understand because you don't. You you simply don't. You may, you may can relate because we watch TV. We we know what goes on, but we don't know how someone is feeling in that moment. That's like um, you breaking your leg. I can say, yeah, I, I think that's painful. But I don't know how you feel. Maybe your pain tolerance is way higher than mine. Maybe you right. can take that pain or maybe my pain tolerance is way higher than yours. So I don't know exactly how you feel to break your leg. Now that's just a leg. We're talking about breaking a leg. Now let's talk about right. losing a loved one. I okay. can't say I understand that. No one can say they understand that. You can you can sympathize, you can relate, because you, you know about it, but you don't know exactly how that person is feeling. No, no, you wouldn't. And 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 one thing I've always say about losing a loved one, you will never be able to understand what a person's going through or how they feel about a person because there's levels to relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if I didn't really like you, I mean I say I really didn't like you, but if we really didn't have a real relationship like that, I just knew you, it's like damn, he's gone or she's gone and you're gonna move on and it's like not gonna bother you too much. But then it's like um you lose someone that you were like really really close to that you was with all the time and then it takes another toll on you like i'm guessing i'm saying like it's just levels to it correct um let's use an example um current celebrities who passed away um there was a recent celebrity if anyone listened to hip-hop or rap um his name is takeoff you know of him you listen to his music but we don't really know him we're sad people People are very sad, some are hurt because they're fans, but that's a different level than his actual family. We don't know exactly how his family is feeling right now, exactly what's going through their mind. We don't know. We know how we feel or how we would take it if we lost a loved one, but we don't know exactly how the family is taking that or the friend, the actual close friends, the ones who may have spoke with him every day spent time with him every day on a different level we don't know well just to speak on that death um you would have to definitely check on his uncle quavo because he was actually there you know you see it's different level sweet so we can sympathize we can be there and that's what i mean by when you said how can you help that person that next person um it's just being there for them genuinely not saying oh it'll be better um it's nice to give those encouraging words, but at that moment, let's be honest, nine times out of 10, people don't want to hear that at that moment. Well, well, yeah, well, they don't want to hear, but one of my things is like, I may, not yeah, I may not understand, but I always looked at it as my grandma always told me, keep their, keep their name alive, keep their legacy alive. And if, if I mean, just to give a prime example, my aunt passed away when I was 28. And I was just down for that whole day. And she said to me, yeah. like, you know, your aunts really wasn't like a down person like that. She wants you to go party. Cause it was actually, we buried her on my birthday. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you know, she wants you to celebrate your 28th birthday, go party. And which I wound up going to do mm -hmm. because she was like, that's how your, if your aunt was here, you know what y'all be doing, y'all be partying together. So I'm, I'm guessing that's just how I look at it. Um, 
how I look at it, and one of the things that goes down in Louisiana is <laughs> they cry at birth, but they smile at death. I mean, it's vice versa because the fact is, you know, they're trying to keep that person's name, their legacy alive. So they want to keep on partying and keep on doing the things that they were doing if this person was there. Right. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, But like, I think someone black, Tony Black, earlier stated, um, it's just not trying to dictate how someone should grieve. I, with me, I go with the flow. If you want to cry, let's cry. I'll let you cry on my shoulder. If you just want someone in your presence, I'll be here to sit in silence. Um, If you want to turn up or